real estate biz is drastically changing. And modern real estate success can't be learned in some old course manual. This is everything they never told you about real estate. Where industry leaders expose secrets to success, contemporary lead generation, and how to dominate social media. All moderated by your host, the real estate goat and queen of social media, Carrie Sauvé. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dan. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, obviously, the name of the podcast, everything they never told you about real estate. We have to cover this question. Uh, what is the mm. one thing that nobody ever told you about this industry before you got in? I was dumbfounded. I, I get my license. I show up to work the first day and they're like, okay, if you got questions, ask, there's your cubicle, there's the phone book. I'm like, what? Like, there's no mentorship program. There's no, like, you have to work with X number of clients under another agent. That way you, you don't burn people. I, I, it was a totally wild west. I could not believe that I was at that age. So I, I'm, I look younger than I am. But anyways, in 2007, when I started, I looked extremely young. So like, what did I know? I didn't know anything. I was totally winging it on people. And I'm like, this is people's biggest financial thing ever. And here I am, a young kid at that time with no experience mm -hmm. and uh, like good heart, good intention, full, like, you know what I mean? Like all that, but still you don't know what you don't know. And um, I was just actually appalled at like how we can just get a license and, and start practicing selling real estate. At, at least I feel like we should be like an apprenticeship where you have to work under somebody for a certain period of time or a certain number of deals, regardless of company that you're at. I just feel like I, I would have liked it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I had to make things up. I was literally just like a magician. Yeah. You have to wear so many hats. Yeah. And there's a real lack of guidance in our industry. It's, it, it's like they throw you to the walls. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Which is kind of good. Like we get into it because we want that self-employed. We want that um, control our own hours. We want that uh, creative freedom. You know what I mean? But then once yeah. you have access to all of that, it's almost like a downfall for many people because they're no longer keeping themselves accountable to time because they're their yeah. own boss now. Or um, because we have the flexibility of so much creativity, because you could be a prospecting agent, you could be a door knocking agent, you could be a referral based agent, you could be a pre-construction agent, you could be an um, internet agent, you could be a networking and an event agent. Like there's so mm -hmm. many ways, and that's not even all of them, I just listed off a couple, yeah. that um, it can be paralyzing of like, what hat do you wear and where do you start? Um, so it's a real... I could see how it's a grind for many people at the beginning. What I, if it, anybody's listening, I would say lead with joy. Joy is your internal compass. And if you're not having joy that with the track that you're on, like for example, maybe prospecting isn't your thing. And if mm -hmm. you're forcing yourself to do something you're not liking, then you're probably not going to show up with um, full effort and, yeah. and maximizing what you're putting in. So I would, I would focus on doing things that uh, make you excited to wake up. Because this is such a cool sandbox that we get to play in, in real estate yeah. of like, how do you generate business? So it's just a matter of finding like, do you. Is that why you got into coaching? Um, just to kind of make, uh, to create a resource for agents? 
I got, no, self-servingly, I got into speaking so that I could get referrals from agents. I wanted to be known as the Oshawa guy. And so I called all the brokerages that were within like a two, three hour radius. And I did a couple hundred talks at brokerages across Ontario for free. Didn't charge mm -hmm. them anything, didn't sell anything to the agent. Because sometimes these free seminars are like a sales pitch to their product or service. Mine yeah. was just full on giving, giving, giving. And um, with the intention of just making relationships with people to get referrals. That, and it worked. Um, however, every time I talk, there's somebody in the room that's like, oh, I'm on the um, learning committee of the board or I'm, I, we need you at this conference or whatever. So then more and more talks started being booked. And I have actually never stopped talking since I started. And I don't have any paid ads or anything like that. It's all organic. Um, and so the coaching really took off. Um, I don't know, I'd say around 2009 and 10. And then 2012 is when I went full time with it. And, and it became you, an actual product and service. Yeah. And what do you focus on in your coaching? Is it lead generation? Is it mindset? Is it all of it? Yeah, it's kind of all of it. Um, you kind of have to be a therapist. But um, no, I, I focus on the marketing and technology side of things and setting up mm -hmm. people's systems. Um, that's that's where I, the hat that I wear. And uh, then the, the problem is agents love the ideas, but then you get off the call and they don't implement the ideas because they get stumbled on the next step. So um, what I do is I like to imagine you're uh, hopping into a sailboat and you want to cross the ocean. It's never a straight line. You're always zigzagging because you have to catch the wind. So every week I like to catch my wind and catch up my clients, like the agents. They're, they're, we reset the sail every week based on where are they standing and what's the next step. And we just keep breaking one domino down at a time. So it's truly customized for each person, which is fantastic. I feel like there's a lack yeah. of live and um, real-time coaching that is really customized in our market. Everything seems to be pre-recorded these days, which I'm personally not really a fan of. So I, I love to see that you're doing that. And well, that, and I actually do a lot of pre-recorded because I do um, uh, brokerage, tra brokerage training where the brokerages pay me to train their agents twice a month. And then I have an archive of um I actually last I looked there's like 240 because I've been doing two a month since 2013 um in addition to my other webinars and things that I do on the side uh yeah there's a lot of so yeah but me I definitely was zoomed out over 2020 2021 and getting back to real live face-to-face -face events um yeah. yeah I just did four this week oh face-to-face -face was good I love it um if you could go back to when you first got your license, knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently? What would that be? The answer, there should be a yes. It's all uh, either if, if the answer is a no, you didn't learn anything. Um, I, I did a pretty good job at building and growing a database, I'd say. Mm -hmm. But uh, with what I know now, I would um, have better systems for automating it, mm. but not to the point where it doesn't come across as being real and authentic and almost borderline spammy. 
So I would have really dialed in on the being able to communicate with people on mass, but with respect and with re with reason. Um, because before, when I first started, I, I did have a database, and once in a while, I would do a mass email to people, and it was not always a fit for everybody in the database. Like I did a mass yep. email about a power of sale tour that we're going to do, and then my sister re replies, she's like, "Is this for me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no. Why would I email you that? I don't know. Just because you're on my list." Um, so I would get better at, at curating warmer lists for specific reasons and actually intentionally communicating with them. There's a good app I'll share with everybody. Um, it's called Reach, R-E-A-C-H, mm -hmm. and it's in Android and Apple, so it doesn't matter what phone you are. And um, what's cool about it is you can, you can build different lists based mm -hmm. on like past clients. Have that as a list. You can have another list for your events. You can have another, whatever. And um, anyways, when you type up a text message, and send it to everybody, it doesn't go as a group, it goes one-on-one, -on -one, and it comes from your cell number. Whereas oh. other texting services, it, com it comes from yeah. some other weirdo number. And um, so like, I like to stack talks. If I'm, I'm flying back next month to talk at the Buzz Conference, and oh, so because yeah. I'm already getting a flight, Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So because I'm already getting a ticket and flying out there, I pulled up my reach app and I just, um, I have a list of broker owners in Ontario and I just sent them a text message saying, Hey, I'm flying back next month. Maybe we could stock attack, sorry, stack, stack a talk and, um, I could do something for your brokerage. And yeah, I got like four brokerages that are like, yeah, let's do something. We actually have something that we need you for. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if I didn't reach them if i didn't text them yeah it's, it's so by really, having smaller lists yeah yeah it's it's really interesting how crms have really evolved over the time since i've been in this industry it's been 13 years so i remember sending out those emails back when i first started but the abilities now are endless video text video emails um regular text messages and it's it's a game changer. And if you're not using it properly, you could literally be, be leaving so much money on the table. That's what I believe. I do have another hack for people because um, I do have to use other texting services, um, not just this reach one. Sometimes it needs to be tied, tied in with the database and CRM based on automations and rules. And so when we use a, a the phone number that's not my cell number, the first time they get a text, I, it's like, hey, it's Danny Wood here. I'm just confirming you got this, and this is your right email. Oh, by the way, please save this number into your phone because this is um, my cell number. And it, it, it click when they click the button, it actually opens up a V card which has my real cell number typed in it, but it also has my um, texting like automated cell number in there as well. That way, when they save me into their phone um, and I text them in the future, it's like it just comes up as Dan would text you. Huh. That's that's a really so the very idea. first text that they get is my contact card so that they can save me that way in the future when they get a text from it. They're not like because everybody has me saved in their phone as my 905 number, but my 647 texting number, they don't. So now I'm really pushing just add me in your phone using this link because when they do, it has both the numbers already typed out and it's got all my social media typed out. I got my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube, my toll-free number, 
my email, all of that is already pre-typed for the people. So they just got to click one button, add contact. Fantastic. Technology is so great. Yeah. Speaking of technology, yeah. <laughs> chat GPT. It mm-hmm. is, I, I've been talking to so many people about it lately and I'm getting really mixed reviews. I've got agents that are really embracing it and excited about it. And then I have agents that think it's going to be the downfall of our universe. <laughs> are you hearing the same kind of thing? And just for everybody out there, can you give a basic description of what I'm talking about when I say chat GPT? Yeah. So Artificial intelligence has been around for years and years and years, but it wasn't until December of last year where it hit a tipping point where it became real and not gimmicky, at least for us as the general consumer that have access to it. I'm sure the government and all these other companies have had AI that's just killer, Um, but what we have access to has always been garbage and almost laughable until December. So ChatGPT is by a company called OpenAI. And if people are like, oh, I want to download the app and try it, do not download any app that you think is ChatGPT because there isn't one. If there is, it's not by OpenAI. So why are you dealing with some other weirdo company? You just go directly to OpenAI um, on the website and you use it through the web browser. So um artificial intelligence there's two that are um really leading the way right now there's image based where we can type up whatever we want and then an image is created so that's great for creating your youtube thumbnail or your blog post or your social media um that one that company is called mid journey m-i-d-j-o-u-r-n-e-y i just did a webinar on that yesterday actually um and then chat gpt is all about language and data so Okay, here's here. Let me um, I'll read you a quick little story. It's going to like blow you. This is my first experience with artificial intelligence when I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, this is actually a real thing. So I typed up, I took my neighbor tobogganing for the first time. He's four and um, over the Christmas holidays. And when we got back that night, I was playing with AI. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can get it to write a children's book. So I wrote out a bullet point of all of the experiences that we had that evening, just like mm-hmm. with everything that came to mind. And so I said to ChatGPT, using all of this information, can you please write a children's book written for a five-year-old? And then I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but it's a, the right away within 30 seconds, I get, um, it was snowing during the winter holidays and Esmond, a young boy alongside his dog named Lola were gearing up for their next adventure sledding on the biggest hills around them. But first, they needed the gear. Esmond grabs fresh batteries for his walkie-talkies. Testing, rubber ducky, checking in, Mama Goose, you read me? Rubber ducky, over. But what about the clothes, Mama Goose replies as she searches for his pants, gloves, jacket, and hat. Don't forget the snacks, Esmond yells as he grabs his favorite treats from the pantry. And I'm not going to read the whole story, but it actually wrote out and broke down the the experience of sledding in an ancient forest. And it talks about how 200-foot trees, stumps as large as cars, thick layers of moss draped like a carpet. And then it talks about how the boy was in a hurry to get there, but the dog was enjoying every moment. And it breaks down all of the moments that they experienced in between from point A to point B, kind of like showing a kid, it's not always about the des- the end, it's about yeah. the journey to get there. It was even talking about like um, 
taking uh taking a break making snow angels and sinking into the deep snow as they lie still staring up at the stars seeing puffs of breath above them like it was going into detail of experience and emotion and i'm like i was floored that it created this for me so where do you think um, that they're pulling the information from like are they pulling it from from actual children's books or are or is it creating the story itself because that would be my concern right it's creating it itself using all of it it has data up to 2021 um Mm. and so the thing with ai right now and always will be garbage in garbage out so if you ask it a broad vague question it is 100 going to give you a broad vague answer so you have to really like play with it and have a conversation. So as an example, I told it, um, I'm updating my speaker bio page and I need you to write me a bio. Um, but before you do, let me know what questions you have so you can produce a better response. Mm. Then it wrote out a whole list of questions that it had. And then I filled in the answers and then it crafted a better story. But if I said, write me a speaker bio, bio it would have been so generic and vague. Yeah. but because it asked me about the industry because it asked me about all these different things it then crafted a way better story the other thing is you can tell it to act as something so because it has basically all the information of everything um, mm-hmm. up to 2021 it's almost got too much information so if i ask it about give me the top five mortgage um mortgages on the market today is it going to give me Canadian mortgages? Is it going to give me the States? Is it going to give me something in Spain? Like it's got knowledge all across the whole planet. Yeah. And so you you have to like break it into um, really isolating its, its thought process. So instead, I would say act as a mortgage broker in Ontario, Canada, and write me the top 10 mortgage, blah, blah, blah. But so because I'm telling it to act as a specific person in a specific area it then gathers its knowledge and resources um just for that like little bit yeah i've been using it a lot for content creation ideas i don't i know it has the capability to write scripts but because i'm i i create a lot of content i don't need scripts i just like the outline and the ideas um yeah 2021 you said has information up to 2021 I actually yeah. asked it the other day about what were the biggest um, obstacles for buyers in today's market in obviously um, Ontario, Canada. I got really specific with it. And there were a mm-hmm. lot of points that weren't relevant in 2021 that it gave me, like high interest rates, the economy. So. I don't know. Is it possible it could have more information past 2021 at this point? Yeah. Um, it says that it doesn't, but at times it shows yeah. that it does. Um, like you can actually give it a link to a photo and uh-huh. tell it to describe that photo. So that means it has access to the internet because yeah. the link is a link to the internet and then it looks at the Absolutely. photo. Um yeah. So, and the other thing is Bing bought into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of this month, Bing is going to have ChatGPT built into the Bing search. So that means it's going to have total internet access at that point. Yeah. I shared a video um, 
from a, it was from a news show where they were interviewing somebody that was working with Chad GPT and how it freaked him out and started telling him that it loved him. And <laughs> it was this big news story all over the news. I shared it the other day and that's where I'm getting. There's going to be all, yeah, there's going to be all sorts of weirdo stuff like that happen. I mean, this thing is automatically creating conversations with there's like, okay. So it took Facebook or Instagram like two or three months to hit a hundred million people um it took facebook like a couple years or whatever it took um all these platforms a long time it, it took chat gpt five days it is the fastest tech of anything wow. that ever launched and so because there's like so many people using it there's so many oddities and chances that it's going to be the other thing i found is that um 20 of the time it's wrong it talks like it's right yeah. but it's wrong yeah, people, and so because be, yeah, they need to be because because twenty percent, yeah, big time, and because twenty percent of it's wrong, people are going to find like glaring, crazy examples of times that it was really wrong, like that time it was going on and on about saying it loved the guy or whatever. Um, here, I had it. Uh, uh, I said, "Do you know Dave Chappelle, the comedian?" And it obviously says, yeah. So then I said, um, can you gather up all the information you have about him, including podcasts, interviews, DVDs, TV, um, written and uh, books? I want you to create a, a, a new joke using his style of storytelling comedy. So then it then confirmed like it had or didn't have information. And then I said, great. Now using that, um, act as Dave Chappelle and write a story a joke stole a joke told in a storytelling manner by Dave Chappelle about the current state of millennials in 2023 and it actually i was reading it and it sounded like Dave Chappelle it was so crazy but if i just at the very beginning said hey can you write a joke as Dave Chappelle it would have been pretty yeah. Land. But because I, first of all, had it think and reach and search for all of its knowledge and then filter it out and then told it, um, it's a better way of acting it. Oh, I didn't, we didn't address the question. You said some people are in one camp where they love it and other people are in the other yeah. camp where they hate it and they fear it. Okay. I should address that. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's here. We can't avoid it. So, um, Will it lead to something bad in the future, like the Terminator? <laughs> Probably. Like, in a hundred years? Like, I don't know how not. Like, if it is doubling in its ability every two years, and right now it's a, it's a B-level university student on any topic, that's this year. In two years, it's going to double? That's crazy. So what, it's going to be teaching? It can pass the bar exam right now, by the way. Yeah. And so... Every, every two years is going to double. So in 10 years, in 20 years, it is, it is actually, I, I understand why it's scary because it is scary. But here's the other thing is what are we going to do about it? People yeah. are like, oh, well, if you use it, if you use AI, you're training it. I understand. Okay. So does that mean you're not going to use Google and Bing search anymore? You're not going to search exactly. the internet because AI is going to be in all search platforms within the next couple of months. Um, if I'm talking to a room of agents and I say, hey, how many of you use Canva? And like 80% of the hands go up. I'll be like, oh, so you're not going to use Canva anymore? Because AI Canva is built into it. Canva already has AI. Uh, yeah. 
Exactly. So AI is already going to be in most of the apps and software and programs that you use. So we're not going to, you can't avoid it. I mean, you can, and I honor those that do, but I also understand like, look, it's not going to replace you as a real estate agent, but it is going to amplify certain agents that use it. Yes. I feel, I feel like, um, it's going to act as an admin for some agents. For those agents that um, maybe aren't producing enough to hire an admin, now it's going to give them a little bit of an edge if they start using it. Because all of the ways that I use it for my own business are all admin related. It's stuff that I would hire out. So it's saving me time and money. Is that going to threaten admins jobs? Absolutely not. It's going to make the admins jobs more streamlined, more time efficient, and more cost efficient for the realtors that they work for. But it's not going to, nobody's going to be losing their jobs over this. Both pros and cons. Well, eventually people will be. Like I totally could see in 50 years or something where Zillow, if they're still around, which whatever, I hope they are, I hope. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, so say Zillow still still around in fifty years. Obviously, they're going to have a huge market share and blah blah blah. There's a good chance that they could have AI take on their iBuyer program and just do the contracts and do everything. You know what I mean? It's feasible. It makes sense. Uh, like right now, industries that are hurting would be um, copywriters. Um, yeah. Are a little bit challenged right now. Um, stock photography websites. They're going to be a little hurting right now because why would I ever go to stock photography if I can literally type what I want and have AI generate an amazing, brilliant version of what I'm asking for? Um, but then on the flip side, like if I was telling a kid, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? And they're like, oh, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer. I would, I would say, hey, that's cool. Do what you want to do. Also, I, I would suggest you look into prompt engineering. Because that is going to be one of the future careers that doesn't exist right now that is going to be paying top dollar because that role is going to be saving the company millions and billions of dollars, depending on the company. Um, So prompt engineering, asking, learning how to ask AI better questions to get better responses is going to be one of the strongest skill sets that eventually it will be taught in school, like math and English. I'm thinking like 20 years, 30 years something like that because AI is going to be so prevalent prevalent that um, you're going to have to work with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to share a few of the ways that I use it. I definitely use it for ad copy. I use it for my hooks. Mm -hmm. I use it. um, I had it generate um, drip campaigns, what we were talking about in for our CRM, right? Our database management. I had it generate it. Now here's the thing. You don't just ask it one question and it comes up with something perfect. It's a process, right? To get what you want out of it, Mm -hmm. to get the tone that you want out of it. Um, But it's coming out like it's giving me some really good product, like some really useful, useful resources. And, um, I use it for, oh my God, obviously all of my social media ideas, posts, that kind of thing, content for content creation. Um, I, I held a mastermind on this yesterday 
And the broker, uh, my broker at EXP came on just to kind of see what I was doing uh, because he's interested in it. And I brought up something that he obviously left the chat. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to sign off now as soon as he heard me say it. But you can ask it to help guide you in creating clauses and conditions for your offers. And most not to create them for you, but if you have, we as agents are trained and learn how to create clauses and conditions in school. So it can help you in that process. But at the end of the day, you have to, you know, look, you know, you're supposed to know what you're, you're doing in terms of creating clauses and yeah. conditions. And if you're unsure, you get a lawyer to check it for you. But there, the possibility. Always. Yeah. Possibilities are endless. I always look at it like the 80-20. So it creates 80%. So that way you're not looking at a blank slate. Mm -hmm. But you still have to do your work to put the icing on it and make sure that the cake is cooked properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the 80-20 rule. I, I, your rule number one, anybody who's using AI, there should be like a cigarette package warning. Um, <laughs> you're not allowed to just copy and paste and call yeah. it a day. Because the, the content it creates, one, um, those that do are going to get in trouble in the future because mm -hmm. we don't see it, but there's an actual watermark based on the words and the pattern that mm -hmm. um, there's other software that can tell if it was AI generated text. And yeah. so Google actually really, really hates ChatGPT and they're working really hard to discredit anything created by it. And so um, if you just copy and paste the text from ChatGPT, Google's really smart. And they've got a lot of money and they're going to program a way to like break down. Oh, yeah, this is content from ChatGPT. So if a website is full of just AI generated content, you're not going to be getting found organically. And you maybe even get put in the, um, the bad books. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, anyways, ed edit. Yeah, for me, I, I it can still save you so much time. Because when I'm going to write, uh, say, an editorial for Virginia, um, I do every month, or you know, any kind of content, before I write it, I do research on it. So instead of spending hours and hours on Google doing the research, I'm doing my research in ChatGPT, and then I'm still writing my own shit, right? And I'm double-checking everything to make sure it's accurate. So it's still going to save you a lot of time, but yeah. Oh, I got a hack for you. You type in the word research. Okay. So in ChatGPT, you just type in research with the two dots and then whatever you want to research. So the first time I did it, I said research um, uh, by, uh, independent brokerage versus franchise brokerage, real estate brokerage. And then it, it did all of the research for me, breaking down the pros and cons of the two different models. So if you're ever doing research, you can actually just go to ChatGPT and literally say research and then the word of what you want to research. I did yeah. a girl on uh, the Go Train. I was like, she wants to go to school or she's going to school and she wants to uh, buy a motel or something. Um, so then I told her, um, I said, watch this. So I opened up ChatGPT and I said, um, uh, research. Um, grants and mentorship programs for youth in Ontario, Canada. And then boom, it wrote out a whole list of like eight different grants and mentorship programs for entrepreneurial kids in Ontario. 
And um, I did that when I was a kid. I wrote um, a business plan and I put a sticky note on the cover. And I said, if this lands on the wrong desk, please pass it forward. I'm looking for funding and mentorship. I'm a youth in Canada. And I didn't even know where to mail it. So I just mailed it to Parliament, like Ottawa. Um, and I just mailed it to the one address I thought was like the Canadian address. And three years later, it did get passed around. I got a phone call and they're like, hey, is Danielle there? And I'm like, Daniel, you mean? And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, Daniel. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Daniel, Dan, Danny. And um, so anyway, so they're like, yeah, we got this program. Uh, we're going to be doing a youth entrepreneurship program. And we got your business plan and we'd like to include you. Uh, we need you to come down for an interview. So I go down and I got it and it was a $13,000 grant, like money that I don't have to pay back. It was like, here's a check for 13 grand and, and a year of government training on owning and starting a business. Um, Lovely. It, it, and so anyways, I, I showed it to this girl on the go train. And I'm like, look, nobody's doing this. Like they are basically like, yeah, you're the applicant that walked in the door. Here's the money because kids just aren't doing it. They're not, they're not writing a business plan and mailing it to the government. So I gave her a list of all of the, and it was easy. I just, in three, three seconds, I just said research and told mm -hmm. it what I wanted way better than a Google search. Yeah. yeah well, I'm not even using Google anymore. I don't that's use how Google. I, that's what I use it for. So um, on some of my podcasts, I do a, uh, a little lightning round of would you rather real estate style. And I just asked ChatGPT to create all those questions for me. And the difference yeah. between what I get out of Google is garbage. And then what I get out of ChatGPT, because I can get very specific and I'll answer my specific yeah. question. Google will not yeah. answer my specific question right? It takes pages and pages of sifting through garbage and yep. it, it's going to change lives. And the thing that I say to those people who are like, oh, I don't want to use it. It's going to be the downfall of civilization. And I'm like, really, do you have any conversations with Siri? Like we've, we've been doing this for so long already. You think chat GPT is creepy? What about, you know, the fact that you can ask your phone where to hide a body, you know, <laughs> Like we've, we've been dealing with this for years. So I feel like agents are going to, that are going to embrace it. Like you, like you said, the agents that are going to embrace it are going to advance their profession and their, their business with it. Right. Yeah. It, it could just make whatever they're currently doing a little bit easier. If you don't have a buyer presentation, a seller presentation, a home closing checklist, like if you don't have those things, you could create it in way quicker time and easier using AI. Absolutely. I've asked it to create postcards. I've asked it to create absolutely ever like content for anything. Content for I got anything. a formula. I'll, I'll share a good formula if you want to use AI. So um, you tell it to um, write a one hour, create a one hour presentation on, and then whatever the topic is. Mm -hmm. um, so no, sorry, create a one hour outline for a presentation on, and then whatever the topic is. So you could say first time home buyers, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's going to create the outline first. Yeah. And then once you have the outline, you can then dive deeper one chunk at a time. And so say chunk number two is all about like understanding the market, whatever. 
Okay, so if that's chunk number two, I would have it then create, I'd say, okay, write in um, a YouTube script based on this number two, mm -hmm. item number two, and make it a 20-minute script or whatever. So then it then creates your YouTube script for just that one chunk of the presentation. Once mm -hmm. you have the YouTube script, then you say, okay, rewrite this as a blog post, but make it funny. And then it's going to rewrite that as a blog post. And then once you have the blog post, you then say, okay, break this up into a four-part social media um, campaign. And then it's going to break it up into four parts. So you start with the outline of whatever it is that you're wanting to talk about. Yeah. And then you do one chunk at a time. And you either have it write a YouTube script or have it write an ebook based on that chunk then the next chunk, then the next chunk. And then you convert that into a blog post. So with, with one exercise and one flow, I could do rinse and repeat for all of my content going forward. And I get a presentation, a YouTube script, an ebook, a blog, and social media. Same formula over and over and over, but the topic changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's where do you see the future of AI going? for real estate, for realtors, for our business. Do you see yeah, everything that the people are afraid of is going to come true and everything that the people are excited about is going to come true. Like at some point, AI in the future will be writing contracts and yeah. doing all of it. I don't see how it can. It's our, it's pretty damn good right now. Um, but it, it's, it's like, it's shockingly good. But there's no way it would be feasible. If 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 it was a if it was hired by a company to sell real estate, it would be fired the same day because it would have been <laughs> wrong twenty percent of the time. You know what I mean? I know. So it's like it's like pe people laugh and and get angry that it, it's wrong. They're like, oh, I knew it sucked. But then at the same time, they don't want it to be right. It's like they they want it to be right one hundred percent of the time, but then they don't want it to be right one hundred percent of the time because they don't want it taking their job. So it's like this weird thing that's just like i don't know it's here it's not going anywhere we can choose to use it or not if you do choose to use it i've got some ideas on like how to get better responses and results from it um and my prediction is yeah ai is definitely going to be taking over and changing the way things are done for not just real estate but for a lot of things yeah absolutely um dan do you have any um, closing advice for the realtors out there, any related to anything uh, in business, um, any closing tips yeah. you want to share? Every, a lot of people come to me for like the magic bullet. And, um, I would say your magic bullet should be to, um, focus on your database and your friends, mm -hmm. your family, your past clients, and reconnecting with them face to face and building true meaningful relationships don't get distracted with technology as like a because it's a, a rabbit hole and it, it's like a mirage of like you think you're being productive when really you just wasted a whole afternoon not really doing anything <laughs> um for a lot of people that's what happens yeah. not anyways so i would say my magic bullet would be you, you leverage technology to amplify what you're currently good at and just you do you stick with you and focus on your database relationships and building, building that list and then figure out how you're going to communicate going forward. 
Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on today. And I would love to have you on anytime there's any updates. I know you're the tech guy. You're the go-to tech guy here in Canada, I would like to think. Um, so I'm excited to have you on again. And thanks for sharing all this wonderful advice with us. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to everything they never told you about real estate. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To connect with Carrie or for more information about her coaching program, check out carriesove.ca or at carriesove and associates on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.